Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, welcome back, Leanne Lord. I just think you should know this. I've never mentioned this in her bio. Barack Obama follows her on Twitter. Leanne Lord is a seasoned New York City-based stand-up comedian who has been seen on Comedy Central, HBO, The View, and in the Netflix Deaf Comedy Jam 25th Anniversary Special. She's performed for the troops in the Middle East, was named one of the 35 most hilarious comedians of diversity, was a national finalist in the American Black Film Festival HBO Comedy Wings competition, and received the American Humanist Association's Humanist Arts Award. Leanne can be seen in Showtime's even more funny women of a certain age, and her dry bar comedy special, I Mean Business, has had over one million views. Leanne is also the author of several humor books, including Dick Jokes, Alternate Definitions for Words You've Probably Never Heard Of But Will Definitely Never Forget, and Real Women Do It Standing Up, Stories from the Career of a Very Funny Lady, available on Amazon. She is also a former co-host of the Emmy-nominated Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Leanne is also the creator of the People with Parents podcast, where she talks about the role reversal between adult children and aging parents. The Wall Street Journal called it one of the 10 podcasts for older adults that promise to entertain and enlighten. I'm so happy to have you back, Leanne. Next time, don't wait so long. Also, welcome back Ashima Franklin, originally from Alabama. She has a girl next door personality that mixes with her no holds barred delivery to form a hilarious comedy routine that's inspired by her real world situations as a working baby mama. Ashima rose to fame after her appearances on Showtime's Cat Apocalypse, having toured the country with comedian, yes, Cat Williams, and from Bounces TV from the string. This Saturday on February 10th, I'll be returning to headline in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at the Still Stacks Art Center. Go to marinafranklin.com for those tickets. You can hear us on Google Podcasts now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto download function for friends like us on Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast and Twitter is friendslikeus10. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friendslikeus. Special shout out to our Patreon friends. It's because of you we keep going. And now, for our golden friends, you have the option to watch our recordings live backstage. We record every Monday. Go to Patreon backslash Friends Like Us and be golden. Merch is available. We have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, face masks, and tank tops. They're all available. Just go to marinafranklin.com. Saturdays on my YouTube channel, I go live with my wacky friend, Dave Juskow. Check it out. Go to my YouTube channel. We give updates to the show. We shout out fans who leaves us reviews and we have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by and sometimes we offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows with friends like us it will help you feel not so alone because more content it's on the way tell a friend you know to check us out stay safe wash those dirty little hands be nice and black lives matter i see ashima franklin she's back real quick that's because Yeah. (laughs) That's because she's 
no relation, but maybe. And Leanne Lord, it's been way too long. So glad to have you back. We're all bored. <laughs> I can't rhyme today. I was trying to sing the last time on the show and I had a singer. She's like the rideshare queen. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's wow. like on uh in Atlanta. And I was so like self-conscious because she is a singer and I was singing it and I was like, you ever been like confident? And then when someone's like really good at it, they're sitting there watching you. And you're like, oh, where did my confidence go? She's like a real singer. Oh, my God. oh you mean like life? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I want to thank you both so much for being here today. This is it's great having you both here and you're both meeting for the Yay! first time, which is so awesome. Yeah. Right? Ashima, Leanne, you've never so like Leanne, Ashima, just so you know, like before I even started comedy, mm -hmm. I used to watch Leanne. Leanne was like the comic that I was looking up to that I wanted to like she was in all the rooms mainstream like she was someone I looked up to so I I just you know you're meeting her for the first I'm time honored. Get I to definitely know, her, know who Leanne know. is I just never met Leanne in person before but I am honored <laughs> to meet you and you're so beautiful Oh, oh my gosh, both of y'all. Wow. So I don't need a publicist <laughs> if y'all gonna talk like this. This is fantastic. Thank you. And, and Ashima, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for the kind words. Oh. And right back at you, sis. Beautiful. And I want to start with a quote by you, Leanne, that I saw on your Instagram that I absolutely loved. Okay. It's this terrible question to ask children. How do the new people possibly have enough information to answer? They just got here. It's what do you want to be when you grow up? That's the terrible question. It sounds like asking them what cog in the wheel they want to be. But if press, it's fair to say I've always wanted to be a writer, just like my parents and their sense of humor was unrivaled. With that combination, perhaps I was destined to be a stand-up comic. I know wow. it's a damn near, it's damn near cliche for comedians to say that their art is informed by deprivation and trauma, but sorry, not sorry. I grew up with love and laughter. If we're beautiful when we smile, then we're gorgeous when we laugh. Yeah, On the page, writing, and on the stage, stand-up, I want to leave the world happier than I found it. If it all ends in tears, I want them to be tears of joy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I said that. So what, what made you write this? Like I, I don't it. know. I'm trying to think. What was I drinking? A red or a white? That sounds like I had a red <laughs> at the moment. It is a question though that you get often. What do you want to be when you grow mm -hmm. grow up? That is a hard question for a kid. Like, and then mm -hmm. they reflect on it all the time. That's a hard mm -hmm. question for some grown ups because you have a plan and then you have life. You know, and there are some economic realities and so there's just there's a lot of moving pieces. And I think, again, I really do think it's a disservice to ask children and maybe I'm putting too much weight on it, but you don't get to be a kid for very long. And asking what contribution do you want to make to society? The correct response is, ma'am, I'm eight. <laughs> I'm making my bed. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm doing my homework. I'm 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 winning at eight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what else you want? Mm -hmm. That also That's goes right. along with the with parents saying when you get 18, my child got to get out the house. He's 18. 
Why would I put my child out the house at 18 years old to, to get out into the world and to what be an adult and pay bills and be responsible? Like it's 18, still figuring it out. You stay home as long as you need to. Oh, Ashima, you have just entered into all of our hot topics oh, without even realizing it, probably. <laughs> oh, no, that's, no, that's great. great. No. It's really good because there's this article we have about, well, there's mm -hmm. a few, right? The one I'll jump right to is the TikToker that goes viral as he documents life in storage units. And then this happens. So Leland Brown Jr. was living out of a massive storage unit with his girlfriend, Brianna, saving money for an RV and successfully avoiding the skyrocketing rental prices. However, following a viral video documenting his life as a storage unit tenant, he learned not everything is for the gram. So did you see this story? And also mm -hmm. something that, you know, I noticed is the parents, I saw it and I realized, well, maybe something's wrong with them because the, both the parents said they had moved when they had briefly broke up. He said he moved back in with his dad but then got busted after sneaking Brianna in over one night. And after spending so much time with her family, his dad kicked them out. Then after taking refuge with Brianna's parents, they kicked him and his girlfriend out. So that is important information. Well, okay. Ashton, I have a son. He can always come home if he fall on hard times. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say him and his girlfriend can come live with me. His wife, maybe, if him because they married. But now, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to let you and your Now, if y'all want to lay up and have sex and be together, then y'all need to get your own place and pay your own bills. You know what I mean? So it sounds like he needs to go to his daddy. She needs to go to her people until they could afford their own place. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's something you I could I couldn't lay up in my mama's house with no man. I don't know about y'all. Like I I could my mama didn't play that. Never. <laughs> and the first time, like I told my mom that I was going, I think I was in high school. I was in high school and no, no. I was in college and I had mm -hmm. come home. I was in college and I had come home and my boyfriend and I, we were gonna stay okay. at his parents' house for Christmas. And my mother was like, Oh, are they like that? Like my mom was mm -hmm, not having mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. ever. I couldn't even imagine having, I don't even think she thinks I have sex to this day, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> so it's wild. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping my parents went to the grave thinking I'm still a virgin. Like what? So, <laughs> so <laughs> and I was married. Right. Like, so <laughs> have you ever stayed over a guy's house? Leanne? Like, I mean, of, co of course, I mean, sort of like Marina's story. Well, a little different. We were in college and, you know, the, his parents were not having that. So he had a room like he was he lived in the basement of their house. I was upstairs with them overnight in their old kid's bedroom. Okay. I slept on a bunk bed overnight. So that's how both parents were like, oh, wait, the children mm -hmm. are doing what? The children. Mm -hmm. And we're in college, you know, but y you're right, Marina. I mean. You get kicked out not just by one set of parents, but two. Yeah. You know, like mm, maybe y'all need other priorities before we mm -hmm. play house. Mm -hmm. Is it? It costs money to play house. If you got that, if you got that money, okay, you mm -hmm. play all day, all you want. When you don't, and you're relying still on others, yeah. And the space you know, at that age. I'm not talking about grown folks, grown folks, because now we also have to talk about 
what is grown. Mm -hmm. We have the legal age of 18, but scientifically human brain development, your brain is still smooth until about 25. You're still making questionable, Mm -hmm. questionable decisions Mm -hmm. in your early 20s. So why has the law not caught up with how humans actually develop? Correct. That was the that was the exact age I had in my mind. Because like I don't want my son to be living in my basement forever. But I was like, I give him about twenty five to figure it out. That's the age I was when I figured it out. Twenty five. I was all over the place before then. I didn't know what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. One day I wanted to do this. Next day I wanted to do that. Next day I wanted to mm-hmm. get married. Next day, next day I was going to be a military wife. Then I was going to be a pilot. Then I was going to be a cook. I had all kind of shit going on. I sold drugs. I was doing all kind of stuff. <laughs> they shouldn't have asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up at 20? <laughs> they would have gotten right. all kinds of answers. Right. <laughs> But it's also interesting that they so they went to this I can't believe a, a massive storage unit. Um the space was filled with a dresser, a bookshelf, a storage mm-hmm. container, and a couch that Brianna was sleeping on at the time. It looked similar to a studio apartment but for less yeah. than half the price. Mm-hmm. He gave a tour of the that public restroom that he used saying the facility was climate controlled and nice and warm. And Leland also included footage of himself running in the hallway, doing push-ups in the unit to show that he could get his exercise in. They cook this. <laughs> this is proof to me that he they're not grown. You know, that this is this. What was the need to feel mm-hmm. seen there? Like, what did he think? was going to happen. Because I remember I saw that video and I shook my head. I'm mm-hmm. like, you might as well just set this countdown. Because somebody with some authority, with some power, with some accountability is going to see this. And this is their swan song. Hey, remember when we used to live in a storage unit? Right. That's what he sh- that video should have been. You do that mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. end of your mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so, well, he, I mean, as, I thought as it was say, dumb. He, he I was like, why would you even show this? You know, first of all, I was like, to the lady, how good the penis got to be? You got damn sleeping in a storage unit. Like, there's no man talking no shit like that. <laughs> Number one. Number two, why would you show this? And like you said, this should be at the end of the journey. And Number three, and I don't mean to be mean, but I was a little irritated that people were starting up a GoFundMe for them. Because I was like, hey, able-bodied people, go to 3, work. Yeah. You don't get to get rich just because, you know, get all this money. Just I don't know, because you went viral. You know, I don't I don't know. I, I, got, I feel different about that. You know, if you sick or something, then, yeah, I donate some money. But not just because you decide to be lazy in my eyes and not work for what you want and live in a storage unit. I ain't going to give you the money I get out and work for. I really want to see the parents, the interview of the parents. Because I really want to know what it was like, because it it sounds like they were fighting a lot. Right. And then they like they broke up, then they make up. And and you've always I've always seen that with parents having to deal with couples like their Mm -hmm. kids who break up, make up. It sounds like they lazy and and they want to lay up. That's what it sounds like to me. They lazy. See, and I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't see that because he said in the article, you know, they were trying to save up for an RV or something like that. And those are not cheap. You know, you you when you after high school and and maybe I'm projecting, you see, oh, wait, life Mm -hmm. costs. It costs how much? (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, that's, that's the cost of life is a bit of a sticker shock. So I, I get that this was a creative way. They're trying to save up for something. My fault with them is you got time to put this on a video instead of doing those other things that get you closer to your goal right. of getting the RV. Oh, that's this whole you generation. Know, well, yeah, they did say they were saving up for an RV because I do remember thinking to myself, are they trying to um, have, you know, people living in those tiny homes or those little RV things? Like I've right. seen that on TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, where they travel and, you know, all this mm-hmm. other stuff. You know how much money it takes to, to you got to be wealthy to have a tiny home. Like, I mean, right. like this, is not, this is not an inexpensive undertaking. You know, minimalism is expensive. Like, how do you keep all the crap out? You know, but again, they're young and it's somebody, there ain't no aunties, ain't no grandma says, don't tell nobody, don't tell a soul. You mm. keep that to yourself, baby. Like, right. nobody said this. Right. <laughs> I mean, if I was the girl, I'd be mad that you got to put, got us put out. Cause she was asleep doing the whole video. Didn't even look like she had nothing to do with him making the video. She looked a little irritated, if you ask me. Yeah, it was a lot of sleeping in the article that they take naps, they sleep. There's a lot of that. Yes. Yeah. We can take naps if we need to and go to sleep. <laughs> what? Oh. Well, Someone ain't doing anything. Laying up. And they the video. Got, gathered over 12.9 million views and has over 14,000 comments. And many users applauded the couple for their fight to survive and defy the odds of capitalism. However, many people also criticized them for bending the rules and accused them of living in the unit illegally. That part doesn't bother me. I, I do applaud the hustle. But if you're going to hustle, keep it to yourself. Not everything need to be known. Mm-hmm. Y'all just don't. And look, mm-hmm. and, and now look at the consequences. And he went back to his tent. He had, because they were, <laughs> they were and camping. And tents ain't cheap either. Has anybody gone camping? Does anybody know how much life costs? Well, now you sound like Eric Adams. You know, he said that. About the, the migrant situation when he was what talking about he? putting tents on the street for migrants. He goes, by the way, tents are expensive, y'all. Okay, I now feel bad that I said anything <laughs> that he said because, oh, I'm going to go wash my mouth out with soap and just I try to get my life right. When he said that, I was like, what is, we're talking about migrants on the street, Eric Adams. But mm-hmm. tents are expensive. Tents are they expensive. Are. And it's a, it's a shame that we have all these vacant apartments that wealthy people can keep just year round with nobody in them, all this office space mm-hmm. they want people to come back to. And, hmm, we can't seem to figure out what to do with that, but he won't buy a tent. A tent. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I have said that from the very beginning. What about the office spaces? And they were like, all of a sudden, it's like it becomes bureaucracy, like up oh, the wazoo. Course. It's mm-hmm. like where there's no ascent. But I guess I kind of understand, like, if you have office space, you are making, I guess the realtors got to still make money. Right. So in some way you got to justify, like if I owned a space and you're just telling me you're going to put people there for free, I'm like, how am I going to make my money back? So you got to give some type of incentive. I That's what I would think. Or a tax break. You know how they do that with landlords? Like mm-hmm. um, one of my neighbors is a senior citizen and he was freaking out because he thought he was going to get his rent was increasing. He couldn't afford it. 
but they freeze the rent in New York City for senior citizens. It's called SCREE. And the, but the issue is, it's like a lot of times they make it very complicated. It's senior citizens don't know how to fill out the forms properly. Uh-huh. They need, need an advocate, but there's an incentive for the landlords to do it. So they do, they don't mind it because they're actually getting like a, I think it's a tax break, a pretty good mm-hmm. one. It's guaranteed money so, that they're getting from the government. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a reason like no one's going to want to just put people in a space for free because you still have to pay for that space. Right. But I would say in an emergency situation, mm-hmm. you got to do something, which we are in. So the, the transparency of that conversation is not happening. I don't hear anyone talking about like incentives for where they're going. I don't hear it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. This mayor really bugs me. I do want to ask you, Ashima, about the, the article that's talking about like, how old, can I ask, how old is your son? He's 15. 15. Aww. So there's that conversation, that article about friendship, parenting, and and is there an age? Are do you not? Are you friends? Are you do? You, how do you do that? We are not friends. That <laughs> I am mama. He is son. He sometimes when we because we joke. Me and my son we joke a lot. We have a good time all the time. But even sometimes he can go too far. You know what I mean? I'd be like, hold on now, I ain't your bro. You know? And he was like, oh, mom, I'm just playing with. Don't play with me like that. So I make sure I keep it parent child. Because I am not here to be your friend. I am here to raise you, to to guide you, and hopefully raise you to be a you know an upstanding adult human being. Um, even with my mom, I'm I'm 44 years old next month. My mom is. We didn't really become cool like that. Like like we always been co- like cool, like love each other. But like I started to see my mama as a woman and as a friend when I became a mom. Then I started to understand the decisions that she made, you know what I mean? And it wasn't until I became a mom to where I was like, Oh, okay, I get it. I, I get why you said no and why you did this and the type of woman you were and your whole thought process, you know? So yeah, we, we not friends. Cause it's going to be plenty of times. My son gonna be mad at me. You're going to be pissed at me because of a decision that I made that I felt like was best for you. So no friends over here. Now, Leanne and I, both we don't have kids, but I, so that's not like, but I, and I always kind of miss out on that conversation of like, hey, mom, I get it. Like, I, I'm never going to get it. <laughs> I'm never, but I do know, like with my nieces for the, like during the pandemic, I used to talk to them every Thursday. We called it TT Thursdays. And we would hop on the phone. I said it was for them. It was also for me because I was losing my mind. But like on FaceTime, we would talk and I, I noticed that at a point they started to think I was like on their level and I was mm-hmm. like, oh no. And then that anger started to creep up in me where I was like, no, 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 no. You don't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. And they were like shocked because I felt like it came in too late. Well, the thing with the aunts, you 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 do kind of tend to be a little bit more looser with your aunt than your mom, especially like me and my mom's younger sister. We are like cool. Like that's like I could talk to her. I used to talk to her about stuff that I couldn't tell my mom. She was still my aunt, but we can sometimes go across the line when it comes to your aunts or your uncles. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. but I was like, nah, you got to still respect me. Right. Yes. Right. 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 
Right. Right. Yeah. What about yeah, for what, you, what, Leanne? Do you deal with, deal with that or? Um, I mean, I felt, I mean, me and my mom, I was supposed to both my parents and me and my mom were very close, but it was very clear. She was not my friend. Mm-hmm. I mean that, I mean, those boundaries were, were very, very clear yeah. until deep into my adulthood. Like I still held on to that, but mm-hmm. we grew into like, yeah, that was, that's my ace. Right. You know, she was my bestie. Like I get it, you know, and yeah. I, there was still a level of respect, but we were a lot closer. Were there things I would never talk to her about? Absolutely. Like, right. Cause you don't talk about every single thing with every single friend. There are, mm-hmm. there's certain, you know, barometers and context that, that you respect. So we ended up, of course, being friends. Like I always say, I didn't just love her. I liked her. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, even I though she that. she could be a little quirky, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then on the other side of it, uh, you know, understanding coming to the realization that your parents are people. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. human beings who sometimes didn't make the absolute best decisions, or they mm-hmm. did the best they could, and you mm-hmm. you you got to forgive them or yes. not for that. You know, the same way you would with with other people. But yeah, no, I do not believe children should be friends with their parents or vice versa. Love them, care for them, nurture them, guide them, just like you said, mm-hmm. um, Ashima. But uh, yeah, we're not going to pinky swear on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you're not kicking in for bills? Mm. So this had become a conversation with Whoopi Goldberg because she was sharing her views on parenting during an episode of The View, which I've watched obsessively. Do you really? <laughs> I am addicted to the view. I try to not watch it. And then it's just back for me. I don't, I like watch it. I just can't stop. I love Whoopi. I love Sonny Hostin and Joy Behar. I still love her, even though she was not that friendly to me when I met her in person. Mm, that, that's consistent for Joy. I know. But <laughs> I thought she comes across on TV as like, like a warm person, but she is. And that's all that matters, warm. isn't it? <laughs> So I'm hoping someday it could turn around. I just, I want her to like me. I've never wanted someone to like me more, but I don't think it's going to happen. In in the post, Goldberg said that parents shouldn't be friends with their children until they reach a certain point in adulthood. You cannot be friends with your kids when you have to do the things you have to do as a parent. Uh Co-host Joy Behart interjected to ask, at what age then should one become friends with their children? To which Goldberg cited her tight friendship with her adult daughter after she turned 26. See? Mm-hmm. And yeah. she went in at 13 and became this whole other person and she emerged at 26. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. isn't the first time this topic has come to the view. In September, co-host Sunny Hostin said that she doesn't think people should be friends with their adult children either which led to a disagreement with Goldberg. She says, I've seen a lot of friends make that mistake. And then when you've got to put the hammer down, they're looking at you like you're my best friend and you just broke my heart. And so I've tried very hard, even with adult children, not to be their friend, citing her 17 year old daughter as an example. See, 17 though, that's not Mm -hmm. it. So Goldberg was like, but that's not, the Goldberg went back. She says, that's not an adult. No, She goes, my kid is much older than your daughter. And after Hostin said her to her, her 21-year-old son was an adult child, Goldberg replied, he's not an adult yet. Listen, you will find that you have to become friends with your children, but only after they pass the point where they have to take care of themselves. That is important. 
So it just looks like they were missing on the point that we just made here about after 25. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I, but I, I agree with both in the sense that, and I hate to say this, you may not like your kid. Maybe you're not friends. Uh-huh. I mean, I hate to put it like that. You Just because you birthed somebody don't mean y'all going to be aces in your adulthood or, or y'all can fall out. You fall in, you fall out. You know, you're not my favorite person. I love you. How many people do we love but not like? Uh-huh. Or like, that's not your first phone call. Uh-huh. You know, but, you know, uh-huh. what, what do I know? I have a cat. Well, it's such a good point because I would say my, my mom and I, our relationship is not the, is, is, is not a great one. You know, we work on it. I don't think we've ever been at that level of friendship. I, mm-hmm. I think that like, she's always maintained the role of mom. Mm-hmm. And the only time that I sort of debated her on stuff was when I was like, you're playing this role of mom, but you're not acting like the things you're saying, like, I'm at a certain age now, like, let's let go of that title so mm-hmm. we can have a conversation. Right. Because you're putting me as in a child and I'm damn near 50 years old. So what are we, when are we going to get past the title? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone has if a different I, relationship too. Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Leanne. No, I was going to say, if I could throw a wrinkle in, you know, the relationships with our parents is always evolving. Who we were with them when we were children is different than who we are with them when we're teenagers and who we are with them when we're young adults. That continues to change, and I, I use myself as a, as a reference point when I, the roles began to ver- reverse as my parents aged and I became the caregiver. So then we're, we're navigating the uh, who's in charge, you know, mm. like we're, we're friends and we love each other, but I had to step in and make certain decisions that them now in a, in a position to not be able to do. That's difficult. And my mom, she had her moments where, you know, when she was kind of feeling it, and resisting it, you know, she always, and I hated she would, she would do this. She would say, okay, little girl. And I remember I had to stop her and sit her down and like, I know you're saying that because you're angry and uncomfortable and I'm your daughter, but I'm your daughter. I'm not a random chick out here. I'm the one who's here helping you. So we, I get that you're mad, but when you stop being mad, we need to figure this out. And it was a very difficult conversation that we had to have more than once and I really tried to be compassionate and understand where she and my dad were coming from because they were adults longer than I was. How uncomfortable is that role for that role to switch, you know, and to handle that <laughs> as well as you can um, in the moment. 
That is such an important point. I'm so glad. I wish they had <laughs> talked about that on The View. See, we're better than yeah, The View. Yeah, because that is, that is such an important point. And the older you get, the older your parents get you. Yes. I mean, what, once an adult, twice a child? Is that what they say? Yes. Yes, which I didn't find out till you know, it was too late. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking about this. The conversation I had with my mother about menopause that kind of annoyed me was like, I told her I had menopause and she was like, oh, I never had that. And I Who really, my mom, she's like, oh, I don't know why you're, ha- why you, why are you having that? <laughs> Listen, my mom would have me believe in she was still, she still had postpartum depression. Ma'am, you are 80. <laughs> But menopause is now I'm going through postpartum. (laughs) Menopause can start at any age, by the way, and it can also like yeah, your mom can like not have menopause, and you could have menopause because you have different genes. I struggle with hot flashes. I've been talking about it on stage lately because my gynecologist begged me to talk about it because there's not enough information out there about menopause. So many people are surprised by how many older women, they actually listen to our show and they are affected by menopause. And we get a lot of responses from women about menopause on the show. Today's ad, guess what? It's for you. Our brand new sponsor, Winona, is here to help for women who are dealing with menopause or perimenopause. On menopause, Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that our our symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. Winona is the home for physician-prescribed bioidentical hormone replacement therapy with an easy-to-use network of doctors based out of your state who can make getting started, who can make getting started with HRT, a breeze. Winona's bioidentical HRT is made from plant-based hormones rather than synthetic ones. So it aligns with your body's natural rhythm to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. Now you can visit bywinona.com dot com today to start your free visit with free U.S. shipping and ability to pause or cancel at any time. Your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use the code FRIENDS at buywinona.com for 25% off your first order. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot slash friends. Winona. Menopause care made easy. Ooh, that is so important. I, I mean, I cannot tell you. I'm going to it right after the show to go purchase. I've, I've already have it set up because I need it because I get hot flat. I have, and I'm not having one right now, but it, it can happen at any point. So back to our conversation. I gotta ask my mama when am I gonna go through it because I haven't gone through menopause yet. I'm 43. I'll be 44 next month. So when does it come? Like. It can, it's different for everybody. It's different That's for what I'm everybody. Saying. Even if your mom, your mom has maybe different, like my mom that didn't have any hot flashes. No, at least that's what she's saying. I just know I'm tired of this whole, I mean, not too much information, this whole cycle thing every month. I'm still like a teenager and it is very annoying. It hurts. It's heavy. It's heavy. It hurts. And I'm just like, damn, 
That should not be drying up. <laughs> it will. <laughs> and uh, you, yeah, that's what you have to look forward to. Uh, some women, it doesn't. But there are some so many things. Yeah. <laughs> you mean some women don't go through menopause, you mean? No, I, I'm, I'm saying we don't symptoms. just... We don't just dry up, hon. Well, I mean, <laughs> we don't just shrivel up and turn into dust. <laughs> At least I hope not. Well, the drying <laughs> happens. And uh, it's funny because I was talking about it on stage and I said, I asked a young lady in the audience, I go, do you know what the symptoms are? She goes, dry vagina. I was like, oh my Whoa, God. Oh, wait, hold on now. Yeah, I say, I'm going to take that back. Now. I wanted to just dry up. I just want See, to that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she, I, I usually ask in the audience and usually the girls giggle, they'll say hot flash. They never just, she just said it and she was like, this is what it is. I go, well, yes, you are right. It is. You know? Oh, never mind. I keep my cycle forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that is what happens, but they have things for you. That's why this mm-hmm. is so important. This ad is so important because you don't have to, a lot of women get lost in menopause because they don't. They feel like they're alone because it's not talked yes. about and they don't have the conversations because it's it's one of those conversations that people feel like it's so taboo. No one wants to say it, but it's the reality for a lot of women. So yes. then there's things you can do. You don't have it's just like wearing glasses or contacts like you don't want to wear glasses. You want to wear contacts. You fix it. Right. So you get right. to a certain age. There's options. But back to our conversation about parenting and so Ashima, I was I was curious with you, like at what point? So, like right now, like at he's seventeen, fifteen, fifteen. Oh, fifteen. Sorry, mm-hmm. fifteen. So, when you get to that point of twenty five, are you looking forward to that where you guys could just buddy up and be like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to our relationship. The older he gets, because just like Leanne said, you, it does change. Like it's changed since he was ten. You know what I'm saying? Like he's fifteen yes. now. We talk about more. You know what I mean? Is you know. So I'm definitely looking forward to to him. You know, being a, an adult. I'm looking forward to him getting married, making me a grandma. I'm looking forward to all of that. I can't wait. Well, I mean, I can wait, but I can't wait. And I just mm-hmm. hope God blesses me to see it because I'm really tight with my son. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I like I don't know if we will ever, we'll see. So, like, right now, like, I drink wine with my mom. Like, we have we have some bottles of wine. I don't think Ashton's going to be a drinker, though, for some reason. I don't think he's going to be, like, a drinker or a smoker because... I'm such a drinker and a smoker, and I know he doesn't like it. So I think that he won't do it for some reason. Because <laughs> he saw you do, you know, wow. it is it his, is his way to rebel. <laughs> right, right. Because he's like on, but but at the same time, he's 15. So like, yeah, like Ashton be like on to me about, you know, he's always sending me stuff about, you know, I don't smoke cigarettes, but like if I smoke a little weed, he'll send. And he knows that I smoke weed. I never hid it because I just wasn't gonna do that. I'm just, I'm going to smoke my weed. But anyway, he'll like send me like ads if it's, you know, doing something to you or something like that, you know. So he act That's like he so hates me. sweet. So. I know. Yeah. He's looking out for you. He is. He is. He actually sent me, Um, I actually had to tell him this boundaries, stick to the flowers. So Valentine's Day is coming up. He was going to send me this ashtray, Leanne, that, that the smoke, when I smoke my weed, the smoke goes into the ashtray. So you would never smell it. Oh, wow. 
But I was like, I don't want you buying me that. He was like, I'm going to get this for you for Valentine's Day. I was like, no, son, you you stick to the flowers. I'll probably buy it myself. It's a good look. I like it, but I don't want you buying me. Okay. Uh, what would it be like? You know, it's, it's for my weed. So it's like a, what you call it? Like a, a accessory. I don't want you buying my weed. Accessory. Advocating in a way, right? Right. Like right. adding to it. But he was, you know, looking like he was looking out for me. Like, I thought you'd like it. I was like, I do, but not from you. (laughs) And I get that. I get that distinction. That makes sense to me. I think Leanne also brought up such a good point with the, when the parents become the children, in a sense, (sighs) it's so hard. Like I remember taking care of my dad in the hospital Mm -hmm. and it was hard to tell him to, to get out of the role of child. It was so difficult to mm-hmm. to be that person all of a sudden like it's because you're not that role I've, like I was never that role before but now I've got to tell him dad you have to eat dad you have to mm-hmm. do this daddy you have to you know mm-hmm. uh, it is the most difficult position in life when you have to take the keys away mm-hmm. Ooh, I've done that. Clean the house for them my grandma used to get so mad at me when I would come over and clean because she'd be worried about what I'd be throwing away but grandmama I'm throwing away all this newspaper you know you know you just you know they get older and they just have just stuff everywhere when they're not, they're not able to move around and she would get so angry with me but mm-hmm. this I, I'm decluttering your place grandmama that's just what it is no that is incredibly difficult. And what I tried to do, or I learned to do, was to shift the point of view, just so that I I made sure that I was being understanding and compassionate. How would you feel, Ashima, if your son 10 years from now, 20 years from now, comes to your house, mm-hmm. and he's throwing your things away, that mm-hmm. to him, is cluttered. To you, no, I was going to use that. Right. Right. You know, you, right. Yeah. They, these are these are very difficult things to to negotiate. And mm-hmm. so it always it always has to be done. Carefully and with concern and with buying as much as you can, like, OK, are you really going to get through this stack of newspapers? Can we reduce this? Mm-hmm. I don't want mm-hmm. you to trip over these rugs, so I'm going to get rid of them. Is that, you know, and, just, and making sure that you're asking. Right. Or right. and then when the when the answer is not what you want, framing and negotiating. Like I, I would get to the end of the day and just be exhausted. Like I felt like in a way I was parenting. Um, mm-hmm. even though it's 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 in a in a very different way. <sighs> now you are absolutely right. You do have to do that with compassion. You do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that, just- that car key thing. Yeah, yeah, because I just I I was coming in with logic and a contractor bag, and and that was not what was what was needed. A more delicate hand was needed. Yeah. But then I also find myself now in the situation of I feel I feel like maybe, and I'm being compassionate when I say this, that old age caught them off guard. It caught them off quick- guard. Yes, it came quicker than they thought. You always mm. think you're going to be healthy and flexible and mobile and have mental acuity to. Well, clean thing oh we can do the garage anytime we can do the attic anytime and they ran out of time that's me now and i don't want somebody to have to have this job but i'm throwing out stuff they moved into this house in 1965 why i still got stuff in here from then like Mm -hmm. come on y'all 
Now I have to ask y'all a question and it's so crazy because me and this guy was just talking about this last night because he has no kids and he's very close with his nieces and nephews and he said his nieces and nephews have guaranteed him that they're going to take care of him at an old age. Do are you guys investing in nieces and nephews to say, hey, auntie, if you get too older, yes, I have a room for you in my house. Or yes, I'll come by and, and see you and take you to the doctor and feed you. And I'll let Leanne answer first because I. Yeah, I got nothing. Nothing. Oh, well, I'll make sure. Oh, I, I, should, I shouldn't say that. I have I have nieces. I have a niece and I have. Well, I have nieces, and then I have great nieces and a nephew. We skipped grand. I don't know how that happened. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. I was a good auntie when I was younger, and now I'm a terrible auntie because I got caught up taking care of my parents. So I've I've had a couple many birthdays slip by. So I'm just the aunt in New York that they probably don't know. Uh, but I also. I feel really conflicted about putting my elder care off on people while they're living their lives. I think that's unfair. Having done it, how dare you? Really? Well, really. I, I think I it's a horrible, thing, nieces, a horrible thing to do to people. Outside of your parents, you mean? To anybody. I don't think it's, I took care of my parents. I, I don't think it's an obligation that you should have to do because it, it's yeah, care like it's hard. It's very hard, and we don't have the proper resources at all. You know, so you get caught out there if you're an only child. If you, it, it doesn't matter how many kids there are, because not everybody helps. So you, there could be ten siblings, and there's just one person pulling That's that true. load. I've seen it. But as yeah. a as a nation, we act like folk don't get old. We act like folk don't need help, and it gets just it just gets put off on people who may not have the resources whether it's financially, emotionally, intellectually, to carry that. And it's, it's, it's too much to, to leave up to chance mm-hmm. for people. And, and being an elder, what are they called now? Elder orphans is a real thing. People that either don't have children or don't have family, or they could have had family and don't have a good relationship. Then what? There's gotta be something more secure than just relying on the next generation to automatically do it. They need mm-hmm. help in that job. So, I say so, save money. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, Ashima. Go ahead. Yeah, so I was going to say, so do you just have the money and set yourself up? You know, like, okay. Because, you I mean, do you really know when you're not going to be able to stay home by yourself anymore? No. Because you can be well in your 80s and still be okay with living alone. Being, you know, go to the mm-hmm. bathroom, maybe feed yourself, being mobile, you know? So do you, do you, is it like a, is it like a plan? Like, is it a plan? Well, I will say, I'll speaking for me now, I will say like, I have been starting to save money because I'm, I realized that I don't have children who are going to look after me when I get older, but I, I have made those conversations with my nieces where I go, don't forget your TT now. Uh, I know you got your parents, but they'll say to me, but I got my mom. I'm like, oh. No. <laughs> so I'm always like, well, just don't forget me. Remember all the gifts I gave you this summer? You know, I'll joke with them mm. like that and stuff. And I will say to, but my sister, she joked with me one day when I wasn't doing well. I had, I got COVID and um, I forgot what she did. And I was 
doing something. She told me to take something. I said, I want to take that. She goes, ooh, you're going to be difficult. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so she had already mm-hmm. in her mind I I can hear that she's saying she's going to be there for me because she knows I don't have kids but there's no guarantee that she's going to be around right? right so it could also flip flop so the thing mm-hmm. is, is what, and I've also had a dry run of who's going to take care of me by having breast cancer right so mm-hmm. I saw how people acted during that time and that told me a lot yes and mm-hmm. um ain't gonna be nobody it's gonna be like my comic friends those are the ones that are gonna be there because i got a i got a real drive run on who was going to make the effort the problem with me is i'm so independent i'm the one in the family who organizes everything and gets people together and is the the one that has the common sense the ones that they come to for advice So that's why when I got sick, no one really knew what to do because they were like, Mm -hmm. well, Marina's always the one who knows what to do. What do we So I I even had a moment with someone where I said, you know, I don't want to teach you how to help me. I'm tired of it. Like I had that outburst. Right. And they heard it and they got it. Mm. But I realized, okay, you can't expect people to take care of you. You cannot. It's not fair. One. No, it is not. So you have to start to set up your retirement. So that is what I have done for myself, like in investing in stocks, mm-hmm. learning, you know, separate IRA. How do you, you need, like my grandmother had realized that none of her kids were going to be able to do it. So mm-hmm. she already had her plot, her funeral plot set up, her funeral arranged. No one had to do anything. Mm-hmm. She had it already taken care of. She had yep. it already taken care of. And now I will say that she was disappointed in some of her children in the way that they did take care of her as she was getting older in the house. But there was that one person who did it, you know, so, you know, nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's going to be perfect as you get older. But um, the one thing I know is, is that people going into nursing homes are not necessarily older, too at any point in your life and younger people are starting to see this because of COVID, there's a lot of stroke happening in in younger kids. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. you can enter into this state at any age. We know this now since COVID. So that whole idea that when you get older, this is what you're going to do. You need to start planning now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Mm, I'm glad you said that because I, I try to remind people all the time. It's not an age thing. You can leave the house this morning and how you come home or don't at the end of the day is not always up to you. There are accidents, there are illnesses, there are it just injuries that leave you not able to do what life. you used mm-hmm. to do. Life, you know, uh, in terms of Marina, what you said when I was going through, you know, everything with my parents, you are you can be surprised by who shows up for you. Mm-hmm. The trick is not being angry at those who didn't. And mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time, a lot of time being really, really angry instead of realizing that everybody's going through something. Not everybody's focused on you. And it's just to prove that, who are you not thinking about right now? Mm-hmm. Is that personal? No, it's just that we have lives. And so I also watch with my parents. They work their entire lives. They save, save, save. And I'm telling you, it still wasn't enough. 
This the system is broken. Yeah, the system is broken. Yeah. So another question to the aunties: Who gonna get y'all? Who y'all leaving y'all stuff to? Who y'all leave y'all money and stuff to? Because I think you should probably pick a niece or nephew. Say, look, you take care of me. You are gonna get my will. Well, you never know if that's gonna happen, though. Yeah, I can reach out to ask. You. Yeah, I will say this: my 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 niece, my oldest niece, my eighth spoon, she's very family oriented, you know, but she's in Atlanta and she has said, auntie, I got you. But the last thing I want to do is in my mind, she's still a baby. She's not a baby. You know, she's got a husband and four kids. You know, she's, she's doing it. I don't want to be a burden on her, you know, but she's on the top of my list. And when I think of what, what I would pass on, it would be the value of the house and not the house. She ain't coming back here to New York for this. You know, I would much rather use this asset as much as possible. And then when I'm gone, that then transfers in a way that's manageable for mm-hmm. her. I don't mm-hmm. want to have her having to come up here and clean this house out the way that I'm doing. If you love if you love your kids, if you love your family, don't let them don't let them do that. for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't make that. All a thing. Right. Yeah, because my mom says she wants to leave us the house and we can't sell it. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. Why? Property taxes go up. Now you now you're putting on a burden on us. Yes. That we, you know, like you're putting our us into debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a whole conversation. But Better I, that everybody gets. Oh, this is where it gets hard. Haven't everybody gets equal, and then y'all make a decision together, or or she makes a decision ahead of time, sells a house, and y'all get the money. I mean, but do it before people are grieving. Yes. And, and I'm living, going through that situation right now with my grandmother's house. Oh. My grandmother only had, she had it in, in one of my aunt's name It's five of them. And she had it in oh. one of my aunt's name and she was trying to get it out of my aunt's name. And my grandma died. She wasn't sick of nothing. She just went to bed and, and died. Literally had, went to the doctor one day, had a clean bill of health, died the next day. It was crazy. And so now my grandmother has this big, beautiful home in Mobile, Alabama. She's been gone seven years. It's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Nobody's allowed to stay in it. Nobody mm-hmm. goes in it. This is once mm-hmm. a place that we all grew up in. But because this one person in the family is want to be difficult, my grandma's house is just sitting there and it's heartbreaking. It is hard. With her stuff out. still in there, and she's and then she got cremated, so she's in there. And my uncle, who never left the nest, he cremated. He in there, but it's just sitting there, and it's just a complete waste. And the siblings bickered about it so much till it's just like, like my mom. You know, I think I'm the most verbal person about it, but you know, my mom just like, you know what? I'm tired of fighting about it. I don't want to. It is what it is. Muddy made this decision, and it just it is what it is. So look at this. We're trying to figure out who's going to take care of people. People can't even take care of paperwork. Right. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this is very disheartening. I would same situation here. Like, I would say, like, my, my grandmother's house, I had that conversation over Christmas or Thanksgiving because my uncle, so my grandmother's house is still there in, in Chicago. Now, this is the other reality of neighborhoods change. Chicago, mm-hmm. the neighborhood where my grandmother's house is no longer profitable. 
from all the gun violence in Chicago. And as much as I would like to hold on to that, that you can't, these kids can't go to school there. And I was saying to my uncle, I was like, but this my, it's grand, it's where we all grew up. Like mm-hmm. he's going to, mm-hmm. my uncle's going to sell the house. We all grew mm-hmm. up there. And he was like, listen, I'm telling you, things move, times change. Yeah. You can't hold do. on to stuff. Yeah. You just got to keep it move. You, you know, you move, move. I was like, oh, it is yeah, a sen- hard one. Sentimentality will have you spending unnecessary money. Sentimentality and the inability to make a decision is why the storage industry is huge. It's like, oh, I'll Ooh, just put everything in storage. And, and for, for practical reasons, storage is important, not just for creating an apartment for you and your girlfriend. <laughs> but, you know, there's legit reasons to have storage. But if you're using it to put off decisions, if you're using it because you're being sentimental, mm-hmm. it's a waste of time and money and resources. We, me and my mom had this conversation over the holidays. What is it about talking about houses over the holidays? I guess it's just because you be with Well, that's family. what everybody's together. yeah. And she asked us, you know, well, do y'all want me to leave y'all this house? And, you know, she's like, because it's, it's four of us and everybody has their own thing. And I was like, I, I want you to leave the house because I, I just, number one, I just couldn't see myself coming in a mobile and not having my mom's house to go to. And I'm and I'm a sentimental person. I have a hard time letting things go. I have a hard time with change. Everybody else was like, you know, we good, mama, we got on. But at the same time, I also don't have my own house, too, and the rest of my siblings had their own house. So, you know, yeah, I'm a short economic guy in the street, right. so, like, I ain't got no retirement. Lot, no uh, 401k, leave me the house. <laughs> but that leads to the, that conversation of, like, you know, com- a lot of comedians don't think about retirement. Like, it's a mm-hmm. lot of us end up doing the GoFundMe for a lot of yes. comedians who have passed. You know, just to make sure that they get buried properly. Mm -hmm. I try to tell even our listeners, you know, there's a great podcast. I'm not opposed to promoting other podcasts. If it's going to help you Mm -hmm. earn your leisure, those guys are are wonderful. They Mm. really will help you set up and figure out how to invest your money. The MG Mortgage guy is another one. He's really good about how to set up, prepare if you want to own. I know interest rates were crazy this year. So people were just renting and not buying. But mm-hmm. while that's happening, certain things you can do to to prepare for ownership is to pay your rent on time because they always look at two years of how you paid your rent. If they you, do now. Yeah. If you didn't pay your rent on time for the two years, maybe you start again or pay in cash. But these are things like start literacy in in finance is so important Uh and Uh I I cannot stress it enough. You know, every day I look at my stocks, I, I I'm starting to understand where my money is going, how much I've saved. It's pretty good. I used to get like a lump of money from doing like selling a show or doing, uh, working on a TV show, right. Writing on a TV show. And I would get this money. I'd be like, well, what am I going to do with this money? I got to buy some clothes. No, invest it. And how to invest it so that it grows. Mm -hmm. And one way to invest, I will say this before we move on to another topic. One way to invest is to think about um, investing in an index fund of the S&P. Because the S&P or they, over time, you'll always double your money. It's just always been proven. If you don't know anything about the stock market, you can invest in the S&P. So there you go. 
And in what, 10 years, if you had invested Mm -hmm. your money in like 2014, you would have doubled your money. So So my, my question is, um, when are you doing, um, I guess like a zoom 10 talk round table for comedians, giving Mm -hmm. them financial tips saying, okay, I am not a registered licensed broker or whatever, but stuff like, Hey, each one teach one. Cause I wrote this down. Uh, oh, I, I, used to be- I just had one yesterday and I, I will invite ah, you now. I'll add you to, so you. my uncle, so they all know like on here, like my uncle buzz, we, I call him uncle buzz because my grandfather called him uncle buzz after, because he was in world war two. And that's the sound of the bombs going over sounded like a buzz okay so he's a doctor in LA and he's always we call it a chat not a class uh because he's not an ex he always has to put that disclaimer Mm -hmm. he's not an expert but he's trying to give us that financial literacy so we were doing it for we've been doing it now for three almost four years yeah every Sunday we were doing it and then we as the pandemic sort of came to a close we would do like now like every two months okay and yesterday we had a class and i have to say not a lot of people like onika mclean was there mm-hmm. noye brown west was there sometimes kyle grooms mark theobald will show up but when they i uh, like he said this yesterday he goes well they're lost if they're not here and it's so true because him mentioning that about the SP yesterday right mm-hmm. was so valuable because you know, a lot of us don't have time to sit down and watch. No. Mm-hmm. And a lot it's of advice is just fair, fairly conservative. It's nothing risky. And I invite comics all the time. So I'll definitely invite you both. Please. You're both yes. invited. I'll send you yeah. the next link. Only thing Thank I have is my, um, I have really good life insurance. That's the only thing that I let automatically come out my account every month. Because well, you just, I have to make sure that's paid. Y'all will not fry fish or sell or, or wash cars to bury me, okay? Y'all just ain't going to be no GoFund set up for me. I'm just funny like that. I want my, that's already set up, already, all that stuff. Fry fish? Yeah, people be selling fish plates and stuff and chicken plates. I'm from the country. That's how sometimes. Yeah, a fish fry. It's like yeah. a rent party. Like a real party, yeah. Listen, Marina talking about some fried fish. You ain't never bought a fresh fish plate, all that killing in Chicago. You ain't never seen no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, every time no. Ashima can cook, so every time she talks about food, I get hungry. I get I hungry it. when I'm even looking at Ashima. Oh, I always yesterday too. It was so good. I should have called you. you I did? made roast, I made roast, baked chicken. Um, macaroni and cheese, green beans, but you know, the green beans with the ham hock and the potato in it. It's so good. I would have come over. Yesterday was a nice day. I mean, I did have my skin done, though. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. You could have came by and got you a plate because the football games came on yesterday. So, Wow. I did Uber Eats. You did? <laughs> what you had, Leanne, for Uber Eats? We actually put together a couple of things. We had, I ordered collard greens, String beans. He wanted chili for some odd reason. So we had that. And then I got a baked chicken from the store. I know you can make them, but, you know, they're right there and they're already done. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm over here. not where I shine. Even though I cooked yesterday, if I do want to Uber Eats like some soul food, I do like mm-hmm. Amy something. Was it Amy Ruth? Amy Ruth. Is Amy, Amy Ruth still open? Yeah. Yeah. What about Melba's? 
I like Melba's. Melba's is high on DoorDash, though. My God. It's very high. It's so high on DoorDash. I don't know why, but I love Melba's. I like her going. macaroni and cheese is so good. She, and she's so sweet, too. She's such a sweet person. She is. Mm, Every she, time I see her, she's consistent. Isn't she? She be in that restaurant, baby. Like she's there. I've never been and she was not there. Never. Okay, just so we're clear for those of us who don't live in Harlem, um, is this Melba Moore? Oh, no, not Melba Moore. <laughs> Melba is the granddaughter <laughs> of Silv- Sylvia's. Oh, yeah. got it. Got it. Okay. And she owns a place called Melba's. And Melba's is on Frederick Douglass Boulevard around, I think mm-hmm. that's 113th, maybe 114th. And it's so good. It's I love so it. good. And in the summertime, she has like a little jazz band that plays on the corner like right there okay. outside the restaurant. It's real cool. I got on the microphone one time, Marina, and told jokes right there on the... Uh, oh, you did? Yes, child. I have been drinking champagne. You know what? <laughs> I love that. You just make a mic. Yeah, just make a mic. <laughs> you know, Is that- this thing on? Hello, everybody. Hey, y'all. Uh, I want to ask you about that. Um, well, both ladies, actually, because you both are on tour with women. Like, you both do. Like, that, to me, is incredible that you're both on, like, women of a certain age, right? And then, Ashima, your tour, which mm-hmm. is called, what is your tour? Funny by Nature. Yes. Oh, I like that. With Kelly Kells, Krista Powell, and Just Niche. And we have so much fun. And tell me about that funny by nature tour is is sponsored by Vivica Fox. Well, Vivica was hosting it for us. Yeah, it was Vivica Fox Presents. So she, when we first did the run, she would come out. She wasn't telling no jokes. She would just come out and be Vivica Fox, of course, and give us these grand introductions. And it was great. And she was so much fun and so cool to work with. And and it was very nice of her to do that for us because, I mean, she's Vivica Fox. What's it like (laughs) touring with, with women? I mean... I probably it's, know, but it's got to be great. Yeah. And with these particular women, it's fun. You know, um, Crystal and I are kind of like the same age. And then Kelly Kells and Jess Niche are like around kind of like the same age. And um, it just works. Like everybody's different on stage. Everybody's different off stage. And everybody has they 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 place or their job on the tour if it, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Kelly's the one that's gonna be doing the praying. I'm the one that's gonna be doing the cooking. Nisha's the one that's gonna know where all the after parties is, and Crystal always gonna have the snacks. It's just it just works for us, you know. We do shows. Everybody know I ain't going to no after party. Don't ask. <laughs> oh no, no after party. No way, Jose. I am. Um, I low key want to be off stage as soon as I get out. Go straight back to the hotel. Wow, get to do the meet and greet because I be tired. Y'all don't be tired. I, I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same as you. I, I be I so barely... sleepy, Leanne, when I get off stage. I be exhausted. No, I I have an adrenaline bump. Uh, but over the years, it's gotten shorter, mm-hmm. and I don't get no warning. Like, I'm fine, and then, whoo, I got to go. <laughs> it's that quick. So I got to know, okay, y'all got me for 30 minutes after right. this show done ended. <laughs> after that, gone. <laughs> what is it like with the women of a certain age? How, how oh is that going? Are they still doing it? 
Yeah, yeah. We actually we have a show uh, this okay. Saturday. Well, Saturday, February 3rd out in Suffolk out on Long Island. And then next week, that first week of February through the second week of February, we're on tour down in Florida. Uh, I love it. I, I love it. I have. I, I love, love that the third age. Yes. I, I mean, me and Carol are really good friends. Um, Julia Scotty will be on this run with us. And mm-hmm. we, again, like you said, we all bring something different. Mm-hmm. Um, we all get along. And what I love is that under normal circumstances or non-tour circumstances, I wouldn't get to see them as much mm-hmm. or to work together or to post up or to key key. It's, it's, it's the before the show, it's the getting to the show. The show is great. But it's all that other stuff that mm-hmm. builds camaraderie and friendship and sisterhood that, you know, you could talk about the business and they get it. Mm-hmm. You talk about life and you get it. Or for me, sometimes I, I, I was, this was a couple of tours back. I was going through it and I sat down and I needed help. And to, for me to ask for help is really hard. It's even harder to accept it, you know, mm-hmm. but to sit down with people who, yeah, they do know more about, you know, stuff in the business than, and to say, what should I do? And to get that, okay, look here. <laughs> right, right. But for people that know you, they're not just going to sugarcoat stuff for you. You need those people in your life that know you well enough to go, girl, you tripping. Or you should do this. Or try this. Um, yeah. I, I, I find it invaluable and I look forward to mm-hmm. it when I get to be with them. I mean, I do too. I look forward to seeing them. Now we, everybody travels different. We all mm-hmm. tease each other because I only fly Delta and some of them will get on the spirit or frontier and it just ain't happening. Oh no, no, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm on a name brand airline and I board early. Yeah, I'm, me too. Me. I am, I am TSA pre. I am clear. I am whatever I need to do to me. not be with the hoi polloi. Me too. Uh-huh. Traveling is too Alaska. hard. It is, I, and I have flown Alaska. Mm. And I'm traveling. I'm boarding early. I'm sitting yes. there waiting. I'm in Group A. Yes, A plus if I could. Okay, because traveling has just become so arduous that I try to do as much as I can to make it as easy as yes. possible for what is within my control. I don't know how mm-hmm. to fly. <laughs> so that's that's on them but what can I do to not be drained and exhausted when I get to where I'm going absolutely now you know if you if you don't if you're not in that uh that early boarding class you have to tell them you you know you could do medical boarding that's my little oh trick. yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh absolutely they don't they, and they, they have no right to ask you what's wrong no and they cannot you ask you what's wrong yes yep. ma'am Yep, baby. And I'd be walking up right with the people in the wheelchair. I'd be like, all right, it's us. Come on. Yep. <laughs> yep. Medical yep. boarding? Is that for yes. every airline? Yeah. Every airline. Mm-hmm. And they can't. Now, I will ask. wait. I will wait till after the wheelchair, folks, for sure. <laughs> Not you know. Oh, no. I'm, I'm like, excuse me. You <laughs> already know. Yeah, y'all proud on me. <laughs> 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 but no. they don't know what's wrong with you. Your your your, your butt could be hurt. It, it be- don't matter. Yeah. Not, as I as I tell people, not every disability is visible. That's true. That's my new thing right there, Leanne. Can I use that next yes, time somebody looks at me? Do a medical boarding. <laughs> now, while we're talking about women empowerment and being on tour with other women, like this show. um the Barbie movie, the Oscars, right? Uh, um, Barbie, 
Did y'all watch the Barbie movie? I did. I did. And Bill, did you so, see it? I, I saw it. I thought I, it. I couldn't get through. I couldn't watch the whole thing. I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> you didn't know what's well. I'll say, okay. Let me just set this up. Bill Maher chimes in on the Barbie Oscar controversy on real time, and he says, "Is this really the patriarchy, Bill Maher?" Who I rarely listen to, but I wanted to put this in because it annoyed me. Bill Maher kicked off real time's second episode of the new year by taking the opportunity to share his thoughts, which is always troubling. But um, he says Barbie scored eight noms, including Best Picture, but Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig lost out on Best Leading Actress and Best Director, respectively. For the past several days, Barbie fans and some Hollywood stars, including Ryan Gosling and Michelle Yeoh, have expressed their disappointment at the Academy's voting for leaving Gerwig and Robbie out of the two categories. But then the backlash started receiving backlash with some people, such as, again, Whoopi, saying that the actress and director weren't snubbed by the Academy. There are no snubs. That's what you have to keep in mind. Not everybody gets a prize. Mar said, I don't know why this is such a giant controversy. I mean, best actress, that's the category. That's the category, you know? Robbie lost to other actresses. It's not like they gave her slot to Vin Diesel. Is this really the patriarchy? And um, he goes, I Googled what Mattel board really was. In the movie, it's 12 men. That's how they show it in the movie. In real life, it was actually seven men and five women. So they were caught lying in their own movie. He said, I remember I saw the movie in the theater and I liked it. It's entertaining. But at one point, the Barbies have to like win back Kins and they do it by acting helpless. And the woman I was with said, I don't know any woman today who would do that. Hmm. So what y'all thought? I watched the movie. I, I will say this. It took me a while to watch the movie only because I was like, I, do I really want to watch a Barbie movie? And right. then because I, I was like, I thought we were over the whole Barbie thing. And then I realized that's kind of what the movie was about, like how we kind of moved on from Barbie. But then after I watched it, I, I and there was a tantrum that she throws in the movie. And I thought that I think maybe she was directed to act like kind of like a Karen in that moment. But it felt like white women's tears. I know there were other Ooh. type of Barbies in it, but it's still the main stereotype of the Barbie was the white Barbie mm -hmm. who we were following around throughout. That was the main character. Mm -hmm. And she was upset because no one really cared about her anymore. And it felt like the theme was, does anyone care about white women's tears anymore? That was kind of what I walked away with. I was entertained okay. by it, but I was also like, there's a lot of like, there's a white woman crying through this. <laughs> so that's oh, yeah, because that that's what it was. I don't know why I just couldn't get through it. But yeah, it was like she was trying to, what was it that people didn't care about Barbie anymore? Little girls didn't care about Barbie? Is that what it was about? So, yes, a lot of different things. <laughs> yes, a lot yes. of things. <sighs> okay, so. All right, so. I was not running out to see this movie, but I don't run out to see any movie anymore. Me I'm like, I, I'm, I, how much money am I spending on streaming services? So I waited. I was patient. I'm waiting on the color purple. I ain't going to see it, but go on. Thank you. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, so I, I waited till it came to, to Max. And honestly, I fell asleep the first time around. Not the movie. It was me. Cause my couch is super comfortable and I was tired, <laughs> but, I, but so I ended up, I've watched it now twice and I, I liked the movie. Um, 
the, that was the role of stereotypical Barbie, that they get calling her stereotypical Barbie. Like, I don't think they were trying to get away uh, with anything. But in terms of the award shows, I, I turned my nose up because I've had an attitude since The Color Purple, the original movie, and, train, and Training Day and, and Malcolm X. So I, I'm not invested in these shows whatsoever. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, did, did, did Ken and Barbie, were they together in the movie? Did they end up being together in the end? Are they a couple? Well, that kind of gives it away for anyone who hasn't watched it, but oh, you have okay. to watch that. That's because that does happen in the end. You have to sort of see what happens, but it's complicated. It is complicated. And I agree with Leanne. I The Oscars is just, it's a produced television show. That's all it is. And they are trying to find a way to get you to watch it. I think the controversy actually helps you to make it still relevant. Like the, us talking about the controversy of why, you know, I think that the fact that a guy was nominated, Ryan Gosling was nominated out of what they consider to be such a female movie is kind of where people are like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Why would a man win a Barbie? Right. So that that has some legitimacy to it. it it's like you kind of go. Was, was Is that the guy who played Ken? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, I like him, though. And he did a good job. I mean, mm-hmm. but it, it begs the question, well, well, what well, do you have to do to get nominated yeah. for Best Actors? What do you have to do to get nominated for Best Director? Clearly, it's not the acclaim. It's not the money. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because she's pretty popular. And I, yes. I, I would have assumed that she would have. She's going to get it someday. I mean, it's, oh, it's yes. there for her. We, we right. might see the Barbie. way there. She mm-hmm. she was pretty as Barbie. Oh, the actress, yeah. Oh yeah, no, she's she's a great actress too. I think she's yeah, an incredible she actress. But I just think that it's it's it is kind of like a slap in the face in a way to mm-hmm. have a guy be the only one nominated for the acting in a what was a sort of a female empowerment supposed to be movie. Right, right. Like that's yeah. that's the irony of it all. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Listen, the world's been kind of upside down since 2016, so I really can't be too surprised at anything. What Oscar movie did you watch? Did you watch any? I don't even know what was nominated. When I tell you I'm not paying attention and I do not give these people my time and energy, I'm dead serious. I don't know what was nominated. Jeffrey Wright movie is pretty good. um, Oh, yes. um, American American Fiction. American Fiction. We actually did go out to see that. Uh, and I, I don't know why I thought it would be more Hollywood shuffle than it was. I mean, cause it's in that vein. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, did y'all see it by the way? I saw it. Yeah. I watched okay. it. I loved it. Well, well, this, this won't spoil anything for you. Um, Ashima, the whole storyline with their mother and dealing with, um, her health issues and sitting it, um, it resonated just as yeah. an adult child who has done that, you know, th- finally. Okay. So we have artists who are, who now have real lives to contend with as they're going to their goal. I'm like, Oh, that was well done. That was okay. well done. Well, that was a, that was a thread that I did not expect. Me neither. Me neither. And I was here for it. I'm like, I, where Leslie Uggams been? 
Thank you, thank you sis. <laughs> I'm trying to watch the other one um, with Ava DuVernay. I'm having a hard time. I what started it. Uh, oh, God. Now I feel awful because I'm <laughs> blanking on the title. Someone just style. did a post about it. Is it Origin? Is that what you're talking Origin. about? Origin, yes, 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 yes. Okay, Origin. I don't know anything about that. I tried to watch theaters? it and I started to get upset, so I had to stop. I have the screener. Okay, you know what? I it probably starts do with the Trayvon scene, and I just got upset, so I couldn't. I couldn't continue. I had. I was like, let me just find a better day where I can handle yes, this. Some stuff you got to be not. And mood is not the right word, but you got to be in the right headspace. For some yeah. things. And it's like, oof, ooh, no, the ancestors, no, they're saying and no. I hear it's excellent. Okay. Did y'all watch um, Rustin on Netflix? No. No. Rustin. How is it? It was so good. It was starring Coleman. What's his last name? Demonico. He so it was. It was just about the man who organized the the march on Washington, and it was just so informative. Because you know, here I'm thinking that that was all Martin Luther King, and all all that he did was want Martin to speak. But this whole thing was organized by a black gay man. Yes. Oh yes, I want. Yes, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, that looks. And like it was. I was just like, how did they just erase him out of history? Like in our history Damn. books and stuff like that. It was just, why am I 44 years old just not knowing who this man is? It was just, I was just taken back by that. Like, and it was, but it was so good. And he's, and that man is such a good actor. He's getting all the roles. I guess not that Jonathan Majors is going through his thing because now he's about to play Joe Jackson. And I'm looking That's forward right. to him doing that. And he's going to play Nat King Cole. And I'm looking forward to that movie too. Ooh. We had hmm. that article and I should have kept it in for you. <laughs> yeah, we have one. That was one, the article. I was like, we'll get to that maybe if we have time. But I, I will say the holdovers I watched and I'm in the middle of Oppenheimer. I took a break. Cause it's so long that it's like, uh, like I feel like my life is passing before me as I'm watching it. Like I'm going to say this about Oppenheimer as I'm still in it. And I'm still waiting for the reason that it's this best movie ever. I watch Oppenheimer and I know the story well, because I, I remember well, I don't know the story. Well, I'm, I know the story because I remember studying it in college and mm -hmm. seeing the, the guy standing around the atom and stuff like that. But it's like when I watch it, it's hard for me to not think of this, the arrogance of Hollywood. It's so hard for me because I watch it and I go, look at these, uh, look at how, look at what Hollywood really likes to just see white guys just sounding smart just mm. talking <laughs> I, I don't know it's like lately like if i don't i know they don't have like they have like some black people placed in every now and then but i i guess my mind is now like i need to i don't like seeing movies where it's just all white centric white guys even though if that's the even if that is the fact it's just and i'm i'm waiting for something to happen that is something more. And I'm like, it's just a bunch of white guys sounding smart. Mm -hmm. um, I, not I agree it. with you. I, my, my difficulty uh, is, is two things. One is history and one is adulthood. Because if I'm looking at a, at a period piece in particular, I'm thinking, where were we? Yeah, that's what, what I was, was thinking. What, what was happening historically 
for for black men and women. Um, so even if they put one or two of us in a scene in the background, it's like, hmm, were we really there? Were we really allowed to be in the building? You know, are we really not going to address this at all? Um, and then I find my adulthood sometimes gets in the way of my enjoyment. You know, the, the example I'll use is, is, is Star Wars, even though I, I like I'm more Star Trek, but you know, the scene in Star Wars where Luke realizes, he, he goes back home and he realizes that his mom, his aunt and uncle have been murdered. Spoiler alert, everybody. It's a movie from 1976. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but he goes back and he sees that. And then the first thing he does is leave the planet with Obi-Wan. And I'm like, son, you ain't buried nobody. You ain't cleaned down that house. You ain't checked on the will. You ain't invited nobody to the repast. Like, that's what I'm thinking that was an adult. And everybody's like, that's not what Star Wars is about, Leanne. But I, look, <laughs> that's where I'm at now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why, like, American fiction or, uh, yeah, this works. Yeah, it's real. Yes. It yes. With a real thread. Yeah. Hilarious. I will say the holdovers. Have you seen that? No. What is the holdovers? I don't holdovers get out with y'all. Is, is the one that's <laughs> also been nominated. And it's a movie that I actually watched last night. And um, I had to rewatch it. You ever done that where you watch a movie and you're like, I was doing a lot in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I missed mm-hmm. some of this. And then you watch mm-hmm. the beginning. You're like, oh, that's what that meant. What was that? Why did I do that to myself? But it's so good. It is. It's. You reminded me like I I had to dig out my little my voting postcard so I can watch this. Yeah, you got the holdovers is exceptional. (laughs) I will say this. This is going to be a controversy. Maybe I shouldn't say it. It it straddles the line a little bit in it. But it but she she's such a great actress that she smooths it out. But I always worry it is in the 70s. But when black women are in roles where it seems like they're taking care of people white people in it mm-hmm. and I'm like the academy really loves that it doesn't matter it's like then the help you know it's like they just I love that movie I'm so sorry Leanne you just roll your eyes I don't know why I, I love you was so smart you was kind you was special my bad Marina it's I just I'm tired of us helping them in the movies and then going yes because I clearly I see what they reward us for and yes. what they're afraid to reward us for is like it's, it's all the mo- listings that Leanne said that she saw that they didn't give us the award for you know it's like what what is the what is going on really you know and uh, it's still there it's still the patriarchy yes uh-huh. it is and and here's the thing i think for both of you both things can be true mm-hmm. you can enjoy the movie i enjoyed the movie and the book and still be mm-hmm. annoyed that we're mm-hmm. being celebrated for being in, in helpful roles uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know like is that all you gonna let us win for is that really still how you see us you know damn so- is ain't your mama Oh, modern day Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Look, modern day Aunt Jemima, they, they, Hollywood thinks they slick. Okay. A lot of times I could see them going, well, let's just make it a little funnier, the role. Or let's let's give her a little bit more dimension. But she's mm-hmm. still helping. She's still the help. Yeah. Even when she, even in, and then they go, and, and then I see them going, well, maybe we make her not help at a point, but you're still doing it. 
Can she just be a black woman existing with other people in a space? That's it. She she helped until the end of the movie, and the last she was not helping. What the last five seconds of the movie when she quit? (laughs) (laughs) That's the only time she wasn't helping is when she was walking away when the little white girl was crying in the window. (laughs) Anyway, I hate to do this, but we do have to leave it there. I was going to try to talk about the the Daily Show and. You know, I just want Roy Wood Jr. to get the show. Thank you. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Can they just give the man the job? What is the problem? Again, He's not helping enough. He's not helping. Yes. (laughs) We see it as clear as day that that nothing has... You're moving the needle and then you're moving it back. You're moving the needle and then you're moving it back. I didn't even know he quit the show. I, I Oh, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, last year. And I don't I don't blame him. I don't blame him. So John Stewart like hosting it like just to be clear, it's only on Mondays. Right. And it's only for this year of election. Everyone's like we need to have him do it. And they made it such news, but it's like Is Dulce then, hosting too on some days? Is who? I, I have been watching it. Dulce in there night. Well, they're going to change it throughout the week. Yeah, Dulce Sloan. So they're going to change it throughout the week for like, you know, different people to host it still. But they're playing this game. Like, you remember he was standing behind them when they won the Emmys and Roy was like, find a host. It went viral. Him saying that. Did you see that? No. So just to close it out, Roy Wood said this. He said, after eight amazing years on The Daily Show where I've been able to purse my comedic and political curiosities with some of the best writers, producers, crew and correspondents anyone could hope for, I've decided to move on. I'm grateful to Trevor Noah, Paramount, and especially Comedy Central for giving me the runaway to also produce three one-hour stand-up specials for letting me host two award-winning podcasts, letting me write and shoot my own comedy pilot, write, film, and much, much more. I look forward to finding other ways to collaborate with them down the road. Until then, I'm excited to nurture new ideas and see what the future holds for me in the shifting sands of late-night television, scripted comedy, and whatever else comedy gods may have in store for me in 2024. Yeah, they need to give that to him he deserves it he's so good at it just go on and just get a black man a show and my fear i agree with everything i just said my fear is that he had the audacity to stand up for himself and will he be made to pay for that by not getting what he should get and the fact that i even have the have the bandwidth to think that Mm -hmm. mm-hmm 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 you know, but I would delightfully love to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I would, I would love for him to get because that's a lot. That's a lot. You know, and he should get. He's more than earned it. When you think of the people in this industry that didn't earn anything except perhaps by birth and friendship, right? I mean, they're bringing people who have never been on the sh- who don't haven't done the correspondence work to be up for the position. And they had a guy who they were like, who just a comedian who was a correspondent who was like, had that whole controversy. Hassan Hassan, you know, mm-hmm. he had a controversy and still they were like, but we, we you could see they still want him. Roy had no controversy. None. Mm-hmm. So much no, for being no, no twice as good. Hassan, but I'm just saying, like they want doing? who they want. Yeah. 
and they will turn themselves in any sort of, you know, pretzel form to justify who they want. When they mess with you, they mess with you. When they don't, they don't. Mm-hmm. And that's what's hard. You know, you can put in the work. You can have all the references. You can be, you can seem right on paper, and but they're, if they're not going to give it to you, that's not within your control. What was within his control was going, you know what, I'm going to take my toys and go play somewhere else. And mm-hmm. he did that. Mm-hmm. That was the first time he said he cleaned up his office because he was leaving. He was like, I got to go. <laughs> uh, that's that's hilarious. All right, guys. Well, I hate to leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> where would you, okay, well, where would you want to leave it in a in a in a minute? <laughs> oh, I have no clue. I I probably on Ashima's cooking. What are you cooking next? Oh, I got some pork chops that I might make one day this week. Mm. She, she plans on cooking. Like I, oh, you see yeah. how she just did that. She said I got some pork chops. Like I have none. Like I, I buy my groceries and meals though. I've always done that. So do I. So do I. Yeah. I, buy, I don't. Yeah, I, I buy meals. I, I, my mom. We. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. I like the planning ahead. Like this mm-hmm. week is last week and part of this week will be beef lettuce wraps because I just had a taste for it and it's that easy. Good. You just make that. You buy the um the romaine lettuce and that mm-hmm. that's big enough. You make some ground beef. You know you season it the way you want to. Boom, lettuce wraps and you could anything there. You could do chicken chicken breast. You know, whatever you want to wrap up in that piece of lettuce and you got a meal. That sounds so good. I love a lettuce wrap. And See? then you don't be all full and get the itis. It's still like it's good, kind of low-key healthy. Exactly. Well, very low-key for me, but yes. <laughs> I may make some black eye peas. Well, there you go. Well, they they were a good group, but they still together. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, that's a good question, all right that's a good place to get out thank you leanne for that oh my God. Leanne, can, you, can you tell our listeners where they can find you okay um y- y'all can find me my website is veryfunnylady.com but also the name on all my social media because my name first name can be a little tricky to spell so very funny lady uh is the website i am on instagram tiktok youtube twitter because i like a good dumpster fire still and with friends like us we gonna be all right yay Ooh, i love it <laughs> yes ashima franklin where so, you gonna uh, be Y'all could actually tune in today because I was on I was on the Breakfast Club this morning. I so saw you. Yeah, pull up my last little ten minutes on the Breakfast but Club. But this will go out next week, so can they rewatch? Uh, yeah, I think it, it's up on their YouTube page, so you okay, can just always go up and see it. And um, this week I'm at back at Comedy in Harlem, and um, I'm at Ray DeJean's Club, uh, 275 Park in Brooklyn on Thursday. And you guys could just follow my Instagram, uh, call me Miss Franklin, and follow me on Facebook and see all my upcoming shows. Also, Funny by Nature Tour will be in Atlanta February the 13th at the Uptown Comedy Corner. And with friends like us, you can always come on my house and eat. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to report back. Miranda Franklin here. Just go to my website. You can find all of my dates there. I will be at the Still Stacks in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on February 10th. That's a Saturday headlining. I always like going there. They're so friendly. Yes. It's a good space. They got good popcorn. And they do. they do, right? And with friends like us, 
you can make some black eyed peas and bring them back together again. Yes. Thank you so much. Check, Check us, us out. out.